Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. I had a miracle cure that would guarantee you and your family living to a ripe old age whilst feeling vigorous, fit and fabulous. Would you be interested? Well, I do. It's called Healthy Living. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick. Healthy Living for Families Made Easy. And welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Today, we are talking about how to not die from diabetes with Sanjay from staywhole.co.uk. But before we dive into how to avoid diabetes, what is going on in the world of Dr. Alina? Well, first of all, I am getting ready for the Healthy Habit Challenge. I think this is Mark 3 now, which is super exciting. It's going to be starting November the 8th for five days. Super, super amazing stuff. I will share the link to sign up next week or the week after. I can't quite, like two weeks beforehand. My brain isn't quite working right now. And so in the intervening two weeks, I have a little bit of time in my calendar and I have opened up spaces for people to chat to me. Now, these can just be chats, just like, hey, I'd like to pick your brain. I'd like to get to know you. I'd like some help with this particular aspect of healthy living. So come and and grab one of those chat with Dr. Orlina. Now, they can also be, hey, yeah, I'm really interested in your group program or your one-on-one coaching and I really want to make that transformation. Can we talk about that? So, of course, you can talk about that if that's what you want to talk about, but you don't have to. And as ever, we have my amazing Facebook group. I will leave the link for the Facebook group. So, come and book a chat and come and join the Facebook group. Right, let's talk about diabetes and how to avoid it. Hello and welcome, Sanjay. It's so amazing to have you here. Can we start just 
by you introducing yourself a little bit, please. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, be here on your podcast today. So yes, my name's Sanjay. I am a health and wellbeing coach in uh, the UK and I work uh, on the NHS National Diabetes Prevention Programme. So we help patients who are pre-diabetic to make lifestyle changes to help themselves to not get diabetes. So that involves, you know, helping them with nutrition, uh, physical activity, managing sleep, uh, managing stress. So that's what I'm doing at the I moment. Have to pause you there. I have to pause you there because you have just talked about my four pillars without even me mentioning my port. My there you go. So there's exactly my, my four pillars. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, well, it's the, the, the key four pillars for lifestyle medicine, right? So we, we work on those and we help with behavior change and habit change as well. So it's not just, it's not just the theory. This is what to do. Cause I think, and you, you, you and I both know this, everyone knows what to do, right? We all have been told at some stage in our life, Hey, do a bit of exercise and eat, eat some vegetables, but it's the actual doing it that a lot of people find difficult. So we help them with the actual what to do as well as the how do you do this so that's what i'm doing at the moment and um yeah really enjoying it i I love working with people i love helping people to make positive changes in their life and that's pretty much what i'm all about fabulous i love it and yes i couldn't agree with you more it's it's about making those changes and sticking to those changes so do you want to quickly just tell us about the four pillars and as you say people do know this so a quick in a nutshell, what you're teaching people to do? Yeah, so uh, we 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 tackle it from from all different angles. But I guess you know the, the, when it comes to diabetes, and again, you will be well aware of this. That there's there's a certain number of risk factors or certain factors that put people at risk. So of course, we know that being overweight, obese, and inactive are key. You know, they're they're key predetermined risk factors for people. So we tackle nutrition and physical activity um, first off the bat, and with nutrition, I want to be clear, this is not a diet, right? This is not, you know, abstain from this, cut this out from your life, never have sugar again, especially when you hear when people hear the word diabetes, they think, I'm never going to be able to eat sugar again. And it's not about that. I think the first thing that we try to help you to understand is what you eat does matter. But how much you eat of it also has a big, big factor as well. So we, you know, we go into portion sizes, we go into portion control, we talk about um, controlling blood glucose using you know, lower GI foods, we talk about food swaps. So it's a very practical application of you know, very simplistic guidelines. You know? And in, in here in the UK, we have things like Eat Well Guide and other countries have very similar things. You know? Are you drinking your water? You know, it comes back to a lot of the basics. You know, a lot of people in, in my role as a coach, and you know, I haven't talked about this before, I was a personal trainer. People would always want the great latest and greatest, right? What can I do? What, what supplement can I take? What exercise is going to help me to, to get to this goal? And when you look it under the surface, people are not drinking the, enough water. People are not eating you know, five portions of vegetables or fruits a day. People are not getting enough fiber. And I think just getting people to understand that, hey, let's get, the, let's get the foundation right first. Let's make sure we're hydrated. Let's make sure we've got the vitamins and minerals that we need through our, through our diet. And of course, that's predominantly our vegetable sources. Let's make sure that we're getting our fiber intake. And then we can build on that. Then we can start to think about, okay, well, what's your portions like? How, you know, what portions do you need for your level of physical activity? Because of course, we're all different. We all have different metabolisms and we all have different activity levels. So it's a very practical and fundamental introduction into nutrition just to help people understand it from the very basics. Because I think that's what I, I blame. I blame 
I blame us. And I say me as a, as a fitness professional, I blame the media, I blame the culture that we, we, we have this expectation that, you know, everything has to be fancy and great. And, you know, abs, you know, beach body in 30 days and, you know, five minute abs and all this stuff. And actually, if you think about doing small things, small changes and applying them over a long period of time, then that's where you're going to get the biggest difference. So, you know, we, I always, always use the example in, our, in, in session one, I always use the example of eating biscuits. You know, everyone likes to eat biscuits and you can eat biscuits, but if you just reduced your biscuit intake by one biscuit a day and you did that for the whole year, that's 365 biscuits. Well, 365 biscuits is 18 packets. So you've just removed 18 packets of biscuits from your diet over a year. Now, you can ask a question to anyone. Do you think if you removed 18 packets of biscuits from your diet that your health would change or your blood glucose would go down? Absolutely would, of course, depending on a a number of other factors. So just breaking it down into very simplistic, achievable goals, because I think what the problem is with with, and I've been guilty of this as a trainer in the past of, you know, fancy diets and different meal plans and all this stuff. It's, It's very hard to stick to because the changes require lots of uh, there's lots of obstacles in front of someone. So they have to learn how to cook differently. They have to buy foods that they don't eat anymore. They have to, you know, there's foods on the list that they get a list of foods and say, these are the good foods and these are the bad foods. And they look at the list of good foods and they think, well, I don't know how to pronounce that, let alone how to cook it. <laughs> so there's all these obstacles that come about. And of course, no wonder people last a few weeks on these diets and then they just go back to how they were before. And obviously everything just comes crumbling down. Absolutely. I totally love it. And I could be talking to myself and I've done the maths as well with your um, 18 packets of biscuits. It works out if, you, if nothing else changes as a purely mathematical thing. It works out at about three calories of fat a, de- a, a, a year just by doing nothing. Well, OK, just by reducing one biscuit a day. But it's such a small change. And as you say, if you just keep going, it adds up and it adds up. And another thing I think as well is that when people start to make changes, they think, oh, I have to keep making changes. I have to find the next new thing, the next Mm. new thing, the next new thing. And the answer is, no, no, no. You just need to keep doing the same thing, the same thing. Go for the walk. Eat the the fruit and the vegetables and keep doing that and keep doing that. So, yeah, I I totally love it. And I totally love your message of keeping it simple and doable and and part of your your journey, your, your life. So as you're helping people... What do you think the biggest obstacles are that people come up against? The biggest obstacles I think people come up against are uh, uh, time is probably the, the, the biggest one. I don't have time. Um, so we, we will help people to sort of overcome obstacles such as time of time to prepare to plan healthier foods, time to go shopping for different foods, time to do physical activity, time to find some time to do mindfulness or meditations. Time is a big, big factor. Um, and again, it's about breaking that down and say, okay, well, okay, you don't have half an hour in your day. Well, how, how long do you have? You know, do you have five minutes? Do you have two minutes? And, and just trying to, again, accumulate that time. So if you don't have all of the time on any given day, can you find some pockets of time that you can repeat on a regular basis and accumulate the time that you need? Uh, so that's one of the biggest things. And I think just overcomplication yeah, people want to overcomplicate things in this modern world, as I said, and it's because look, we're in a we're in a fortunate position now. We have access to information, you know, a vast array of information at our fingertips. But then that comes, you know, we get that I can't remember the, the phrases, but you get that sort of there's too much choice. 
and people don't know where to go or what to do so they end up just sticking to what they know well i can't figure it i can't figure this out so i'll just do what i'll just stick to how i am at the moment and i think this is where what, what when and this is just from the feedback i've had from people that we work with is that it's just when it's simplified and it's put into bite-sized chunks that anybody can do it's like oh okay well I, gave, I I cut down a biscuit a day, for example, and you know, three months, four months later, this has happened, and I've started walking five minutes a day, and this has happened, and it has this. We have this knock-on effect because once people start to see results, no matter how small they are, they think, "Oh wow, okay, that made a difference. What else can I do?" And then the motivation, because motivation, in fact, that there you go. There's another obstacle. I don't. I'm not motivated. Well, motivation starts from within, you know. And there's a there's a one of my favorite podcasters, is Rich Roll, and he talks about this all the time. In that mood follows action. If you want to change the way you feel, um, if you want to change your mood, you want to change your health, you need to act. And even any, any small act that you can do is going to set you on that path to, to getting some change. And when you feel or see that change, that's going to motivate you from within and say, okay, well, I want to do more now. Absolutely. I love that. And I think there's this saying, you know, like, when do you feel motivated to do a five kilometer run? It's about at two kilometers. Yeah, it's not def- yes. definitely not at the beginning. And, you know, from a personal message this morning, it's October and I swim in the sea and I normally have friends swimming in the sea. Um, but not so early in the morning in October, in the summer, seven o'clock in the morning, I'm there every single day. So today it's a holiday here in Spain. And I thought, right, I'm going to go first thing in the morning. But it was dark. And I'm thinking, oh, none of my friends are going to be there. Do I really want to go? And then I get to the sea and it's just beautiful. It's flat and calm and the sun is rising. And oh my goodness, I could have missed this if I had listened to that voice, which said, bed is snuggly and you don't want to get out of it. So yeah, I totally love that message for motivation. Thank you. So going back to diabetes, I think a lot of people are really scared of diabetes and rightly so. But there's also this, you know, you're sitting here, life is kind of normal, diabetes feels a long, long way away. What do you say to those people who are thinking, you know, I know my life isn't perfect and I could change, but I'm just doing what I'm doing. What should they do? Well, I think there's a there's a difference here between anyone that's been told that they're a risk of type 2 diabetes. I think there's an importance there to act because if you've had a HbA1c blood test and you, we can see that your glucose levels are slightly raised and you're in that pre-diabetic range, I think it's important. And this is why I, I think this program that we have here in the UK is fantastic because it captures people in that range. The difficulty comes with people that are perhaps haven't had that diagnosis yet and perhaps know you know, I, I know I've, I've been told I need to lose a little bit of weight. I've been told I need to change my diet. Um, but like you said, I'm just doing what I'm, I'm doing. And again, I would say to that person, well, you know, let's think a bit more long-term here. You know, what would you, what do you, what do you envisage the next 10, 20, 30 years of your life to look like, you know, what's going to be happening in your life. So for example, have you got kids yet? Oh, maybe you haven't got kids. Okay. Well, when you have kids, what do you want your life to look like? What kind of parent do you want to be? If you've already got kids, you're going to have, I have grandchildren and there's a grandparent, what kind of grandparent do you want to be? What are the sort of things that you want to do? And then you often hear things like, oh, you know, I want to travel and I want to play with my grandkids and I want to be active. I want to go swimming in the sea with my grandchildren and all of those things. And I think, well, okay, do you think that you're, a, you're you have the ability to do all of those things now 
Or if you continued along this trajectory and you didn't make any changes, what do you think your life would be like in a few years' time? So I think trying to the way I try to help people to understand is trying to link whatever you're doing to an emotional connection. Because I think when we have an emotional connection to something, it's we 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 regard it high in our values. And when we when we value something highly, we don't need a lot of motivation to do it. And I think just bridging that gap between, oh, well, like you said, I'm just, just going to carry on with what I'm doing now because it's comfortable and you know, I, can't, I don't really want to um, have too much uproot in my life and change to, okay, well, what, what do you actually really want? It's just, just plodding along is fine, but what actually do you want out of life? What is it that you want? And where is, there, where is the emotional connection here? Because there's always something. You know, for someone, it might be um, a physical feat. For other people, it will be things like, you know, for me, it's always been kids. You know, I want to have kids and I want to be, I want to be the dad that wins the sports, the, the sports day race. You know, I want to be the, the granddad who, you know, takes my kid to swimming and these sorts of things. So for me, that has been a big driver for me. And that's always something I think about. And those, those dreary mornings, and we have a lot more here than we, than you do in Spain. I'll tell you that much. Um, when I don't want to wake up and go for my 5k run when it's dark in the winter, you know, that, that thought does pop into my mind and think, you know what? this is why you're doing this. And it, and it, and again, it just, look, it's still cold when I step outside the door. And like you said, it's those first few steps. I'm still thinking, Oh, I can still be in bed, but and you start to do the thing that you want to do and you start to feel the difference and you start to feel the benefit. And I think that's the biggest motivator. Um, you know, anyone, everyone knows this, right? We all know that if you are not feeling too great or you're feeling a bit low, you go out and go for a walk. You're going to feel a little bit better. I've never spoken to anyone who's gone for a walk and come back and I've said, how was the walk? And they've gone, that was terrible. Unless something really bad happened on the walk, but it always makes you feel good. So I think just trying to, yes, just to summarize it, just trying to link your emotions to your actions and why you're doing something is, is a, is a big step towards helping people to get motivated. Fabulous. Fabulous. And I totally agree. And I think it's really easy for people to get caught up. You know, it's coming back to that. We're really busy. We're doing stuff. We're just busy doing the next thing. The next trauma, the next busy section is always just around the corner. And so it becomes really difficult to say, I'm going to prioritize making this change for something that feels like the benefits are in the future. But also I would say, there are benefits for now, like not least for me, I feel so much more energized when I look after myself. And I notice that when I'm not looking after myself. So for example, my mother came to visit us um, at the beginning of June, and it was fabulous to see her. We haven't seen her for years. But you know, grandmas and wanting to eat more treats and (laughs) ice creams and cakes every single day that we wouldn't normally eat. And I can feel in my body that I just don't have quite the same energy. It doesn't satisfy, okay, it satisfies the taste buds, but it doesn't satisfy that feeling of, oh, I feel like my batteries are full every single day, even though I'm doing my exercise. So, you know, coming back to those four pillars, when I'm doing exercise and I'm running and part of you is going, yeah, this is hard work, you know, but part of you is going, isn't it amazing that you can use your legs and run in this way and that our body has that movement. So always looking for those benefits that you see, you know, when you're saying, oh, I'm doing this for my kids and my grandkids or to be there for my kids and my grandkids, that there are positives that we can see right at the moment, but we just have to look for them. Yes, I think that's that's absolutely so important. And I think, you know, one of the other things which which you just reminded me of when you were talking there is that helping people to understand that 
there is so much that you can do and you have control over. And I think this is one of the other things with diabetes I find. It's like, oh, my dad's got diabetes. My grandmother had diabetes and it's, you know, it's in, uh, it's in my genes. It's, it's written in the stars, right? And I think, no, you know, this is, we've, we've seen the science is there to prove that, okay, you may have all these risk factors against you. I mean, look at my family, but my parent, my dad has type 2 diabetes. My dad has heart disease. You know, there's all these things that I have in my family. Uh, I'm from a, a certain population of people who are at higher risk as well of type 2 diabetes i have i'm not overweight and obese but i have been in the past so those those cards are stacked against me but i can make a difference through my actions and i think just helping to understand there's so much you can do and you don't need to rely on the medical system and medical care and, and pills and potions and powders and i think once once you start empowering people in that way and saying okay well i what can i do okay well i i might have an for example injuries i might have an injury right now okay well what else can i do you know let's not focus on what i can't do because if we if you and i sat here and wrote a list of all the things that we don't have control of in the world well we'll be here till christmas 2024 right because that list is just so vast whereas if you actually write down what can i influence today what can i make happen today if if that's just can i eat one more portion of vegetables today can I just go for a five minute walk? So I've got a crazy busy day and I, I can see my schedule is going to be crazy, but can I wake up five minutes early and just do an extra walk or maybe in between my calls or my meetings? Those are the things that we're in control of. And again, as I said, you will feel better. And that's an accumulative effect. If you can do that over and over again, it will compound. It's, co- it's compound interest, right? We've, we, I've talked about this before on, on my podcast and on other, other podcasts in that, you know, you, you say someone, you invested a pound, in 1950, what would it be worth today? Well, you know, the, in 1951, you wouldn't be thinking, oh, wow, look, I've made so much money because it's not going to make a difference. But over, the, over time, that interest is going to add up and it's going to make a big, big impact. Fabulous, yes. And so what about people who already have diabetes? And I find this a really interesting question because when I trained as a doctor oh so many years ago, we didn't focus so much on, I mean, obviously, you know, we would teach people how um to eat and there was that lifestyle aspect but i think it wasn't as well understood and there was definitely no reversing diabetes 20 or so years ago whereas that's not true now is there is it so there is hope and i know that not everybody can reverse their diabetes but there are some people who can so could you talk to us about that for a few minutes yeah so just to be clear my my actual expertise isn't in people who already have diabetes we do have a separate program that covers that i don't work on that program but i have a little bit of understanding so i can of course address that uh so yes you're absolutely right you know many years ago we thought it was uh, diabetes was a condition once you've got it that's it it's it's for life and i think for those people that already have type 2 diabetes um so we have a program here uh, which is called the rewind program and the idea is to to rewind and to to reverse or put your diabetes into remission is the is the correct is the correct uh, scientific term there and yeah absolutely you can and funny enough it's through the same four pillars right it's addressing the same four pillars that you would address to someone that's pre-diabetic it's the same four pillars that i would talk to a personal training client who says sanja i want to get into this dress for my wedding next year okay right this is the same things we need to do look at your food look at your physical activity look at your sleep look at your stress so using those that that framework you can absolutely help people and again we've had some phenomenal results on our rewind program of helping people come off medications and i think that has been the 
I think when people experience that, and even on our on our on the program I work on, which is diabetes prevention, people are on you know blood pressure medication or statins, and then you know, over time they their doctor tells them to come off those medications because of what they've been doing on the program. And when they're told that, they think, "Oh, what? I don't have to take these medic. I was told I had to take these for life." That just the light bulb switches in, in that moment. And I think so for those people that have already got type two diabetes, yes, you're absolutely right. You. Everybody can't. It is obviously different severities of, of type 2 diabetes. However, you are still going to make a difference. You are still going to be able to manage the condition a lot better. And your quality of life, and I think this is the key here, whether you can completely reverse it or put it into remission or not, your quality of life is going to improve drastically. Now, you know, who doesn't want a better quality of life? And, you know, people, people who are already diagnosed with conditions like type 2 diabetes, maybe they've been living, living with it for years they've been on medication for years and they feel like they're over-reliant upon the healthcare system to provide them with solutions and sources of you know, pills, potions, and powders, as I said earlier. Well, okay, well, if I don't have this, then I, I, I can't survive. And I think, again, it's just showing them that there's a lot that you can do. And actually you probably one day, hopefully you won't have to rely on the medical system so much. Fabulous. And I think that that's true of everything. So, you know, even if you have some other chronic illness, by looking at the four pillars, you can improve your quality of life. And just to add to your, you know, it's the same four pillars for whether you're pre-diabetic or whether you've got diabetes. Yeah. And I think it's the same four pillars for basically everything. So the way I came up with my four pillars was when I started the podcast and I was interviewing lots of different experts like Dr. Zarin, who you had on your podcast, talking about heart disease, talking about cancer, talking about all kinds of different things. And they all the experts said exactly the same thing. They came like in their own words differently. But that essentially was this is the basics, the basics of everything. You don't have to worry about how much turmeric you take or how much cinnamon you take or how much, you know, calorie, how much kale you eat. It's just go to the basics. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. Any last words of wisdom for people? I think, look, I think wake up every day and ask yourself, what am I in control of today to take my health in, you know, it's forward. And I think that it, it just keep it and keep it really simple. Right. And I think this is, this is the, the, the biggest takeaway. And this is the, the, the feedback that I get from my, my patients is that that one question that I ask myself every morning has made the biggest impact. Because like I said, even if you can't go out for your 5k run today, if you can't do, there's always one small action that you can do. And, and then I would say, keep a track of it, record these things. I think just tracking and journaling and just recording your progress is going is a fantastic way to help you you know look back and think oh wow i actually have done a lot i've done several thousand steps a day i've done you know um several minutes of meditation i've eaten this many vegetables i think when you start to see that accumulate that is very very powerful and then you know you don't need someone like me and i'm more than happy to be put out of business by the, the information i give to people that that to me is if, if someone, you know, if someone turned around and said, Sanjay, thank you very much. I don't need your help anymore. I can do this on my own. I'm like, excellent. It's worked. And I'm, 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 I'm happy. Your job is done. Fabulous. Yeah. I don't think, and sadly, I don't think you'll be out of business though. <laughs> no. um, and where can people find you and your services? So the best place to, to find me is on Instagram. Uh, I go by the handle Stay Whole Life. Um, and yeah, you'll see um, links on there to my podcast, to my website. Um, but yeah, Instagram's the best place to catch me. Fabulous. Thank you so much. You're welcome.
Thank you. Thank you, Sanjay, for spending some time with us and for teaching us all about diabetes and how to avoid it. If you would like to check out Sanjay's website, it is stayhole.co.uk. So go and check it out. He has amazing podcasts with amazing guests on it. Now, remember, come and book your October chat with Dr. Alina to help you on your healthy living transformation. Come and join the Facebook group and stay waiting for in anticipation for the sign up to the Healthy You Challenge, which is going to be an amazing week, cram packed of adventure, excitement and most importantly, making changes. I will see you next week. Bye bye. (music) 